How's everyone? How was your break? How was your Anybody do anything interesting on the break? What's fishing? What'd you catch? Some uh, trout. Okay. Anybody else? I built a dresser. Excuse me? I built a dresser. A dresser? Yeah. It took, it took me a while, like way too much, too long than I anticipated, but. Also. Yeah. Got to that. That's good. Anybody? Played in my flag football final four, but I lost. You did what? Played in my flag football final four. What position? Pass rusher. Oh, I need that. Can you can you, <laughs> can you help us with that too? Certainly can. Okay. Sign me up. There you go. Anybody else? Who else? Get them some rest. Need some rest. I did too. I did too. I bought a couple uh, ATVs though. I got this one uh, Can Am that's pretty cool. I, I, I love it. I got a chance to. ATV? Yeah, I got it. You know, I, I'm a country boy. Cool to see the swag, man. So I love, I'm an acreage whore. So I love acreage. So I'm in the process of trying to purchase more. So I wanted to check it out. But I got to ride around on my new ATVs. Yeah. So that was good. I had a good time. Got some rest. Here we go. Let's get to academic students of the week. Uh, Morgan uh, Pearson, uh, freshman. Oklahoma Exploratory Studies, and Cameron Warchuk, which I love, sophomore, uh, Norco, California, communication, okay. Last week was Brayden Keith, um, business, and uh, Amari McNeil uh, from Swanee, Georgia, which where we practiced with, with the Falcons, sociology. Also, mid-season <coughs> honors us for Travis, mid-season All-American by Sport News, Travis and Shador and Mark uh, Bassett, our beloved punter, um, named midseason all transfer team. I, I, I don't, they just making up stuff now. <laughs> uh, Travis was also named Lot Impact uh, Trophy quarterfinalist. Shador was named both the Davy O'Brien and Manning Award midseason watch list. Xavier Weaver was added to the Belinknikoff midseason watch list. Uh, Mikey Harrison uh, CU's nomination for the Burlesworth Trophy College, most outstanding player who started as a walk-on. I love that. Uh, TV Notes, UCLA, games on ABC, our fifth game on network television, most of CU history. Oregon State been picked up by ESPN next week. Eight games on either network TV or ESPN, most of CU history. Sellouts, um, UCLA go to CU game a sellout on October 17th with almost 70,000 tickets sold. Um, they run eight straight games playing in front of a sellout crowd is a record. Um, CU is only one of five teams that have played in front of sellouts in every game this season, including Iowa, Georgia, Tennessee, and Notre Dame, which is phenomenal. Now, let's get to business. Let's go. Got a question? Go Brian. Hey, Coach. Brian Howell from Bowling Daily Camera. Mm -hmm. I know I asked you, like, when that game ended, like, it was, a, it was a good time for a bye week. You said, no, it's not. But now that you guys have had it, how much do you think this team needed that rest and to get away and to... I don't think we it? needed to get away and we needed rest. We needed to maintain and keep on going. Yeah, it's just like you break up with a relationship. You need a bye week and you want to keep on going. I want to keep on going. I want to keep on moving. I want to keep on progressing. I want to keep on going forward. That's how I'm built to go forward. That's how man and woman is built to go forward. And uh, we're thankful. We're appreciative. Uh, we didn't have many injuries. I think uh, we're going to get uh, maybe a couple players back due to injuries. But overall, I think we've been pretty good injury-wise. Coach, Monica Custer. How you doing, Monica? Associated Press. Thank you. Fine, thank you. 
want to ask you, as a longtime baseball player, mm -hmm. where sign stealing is considered an art, now as a football coach, where do you see, then you see where Michigan is? I don't know how accurate that stuff is. And, uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, everyone's trying to get an edge. I mean, everyone's trying to get whatever edge they can. Um, you could have someone's whole game plan. They could mail it to you. You still got to stop it. You still got to stop it. So in football, it's not as pronounced as baseball. If I know a curveball is coming, I'm, I'm, I got you. You know, with, with football, I don't give a darn if you know a sweep is coming. You still got to stop it. Physically, you, it's a physical game. You got to stop it. So that that's a little tough. I don't buy into a lot of that stuff that someone's stealing this, stealing that. I don't I don't buy into a lot of that stuff. You still got to play the game. Back in our glory days with San Francisco as well as the Cowboys, you know darn well Emmitt Smith is getting the ball. You know darn well Mike Irvin is running the comeback. You know darn well Jay Novacek is going to do what he's going to do. And you couldn't stop it. It is what it is. Stop it. Hey, Coach McMillan, Fox City. What's going on, boss? How you doing? Two shoes. I see you. I'm back a little bit. You back? Um, how do you evaluate whether players love the game or like the game? And can you motivate the players to love it if they only like it? Or is that the standard that you set and you're just going to well, stick with what you Well, actions speak louder than uh, words. You can say what you love, but your actions don't line up with that love and that display of love. That, that's a problem. Um, you can't measure the heart in football or in physical sports. So that's the thing that's missing, the heart of it. So when you're talking about love, you're talking about accompanying, accompanying that with your heart, playing with your heart. And you could tell by the locker room or why the, uh, how some guys practice them, how some guys feel the, the pain of it you know, if we don't win, how their heart is in it. And that uh, predicates love to me. But it, it's tough to detect that. I wish we could detect the heart. We'll put every recruit that we have on a heart monitor and, and see where they are. It would help us tremendously in recruiting the heart. That's tough, though. Hey, Coach. Troy Finney and CU Sports Report. Turning to this week for just a moment, you prepared for two quarterbacks against Stanford, but this week you don't really know who the starter is going to be. Mm -hmm. Chip Kelly said Dante Moore's bank right. didn't play last week. What is the preparation look like when you really don't know? You're kind of in the dark on that. Well, you, you prepare for the team. You're not preparing for an individual. Um, for us, it's, it's, it's daunting because you would prepare for someone like Shador and, and, and the plethora of receivers that we have. Um, with them, you prepare more for their coach. Their coach is phenomenal. I'm a Chip Kelly fan. I, I really am. I love what he's brought to college football. I love what he's brought to football, period. Um, um, I met him. I took Shador on a visit there, um, a camp. I think I took Shador to a camp. There and I remember, you know, having dialogue with uh, Coach Kelly and just what he brought to the table. So I, I respect the heck out of him and I really admire his accomplishments thus far in the game of football, not just college, but pros as well. Hi, Coach Adam, Mr. Tiger, twenty-four-seven Sports. You mentioned the possibility to get some guys back from injury. He's saving him. Yeah. You know, yeah. How, how's he looking? Yeah, he looks good. He practices. Uh, yesterday he looked good I don't know if he made it through the whole practice but he did what he set out to do so he accomplished his goal but that 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 kid is tough mentally physically um, he's a dog he's a future pro 
he's one of the kids. I love all of them, but he's one of the kids I'm very fond of, and I love his story, and I just love what he represents for us. He wants to play. The time that he was injured and he um, had to leave the game, I mean, he was sobbing because he wanted it that bad. That that I detected love in, in his heart and his mind and his spirit that particular game that he couldn't go any farther. But he's a dog, man. I can't wait to see him back. Helps us tremendously on the line. Ariel Rosudo, 9 News. Uh, before the, or after the first game, I should say, uh, Shador said that they had too much time basically to prepare in the offseason, and that's why the offense came out so fast and mm-hmm. put up so many points. Uh, does this bye week kind of represent a little bit of that sample to kind of give the offense just a, a lot of time to prepare for this next game? Yeah, well, you, you've had a couple weeks, but you got to understand they had a break as well, so they didn't have two straight entire weeks. They had, a, I think, a four four day they had four days off before we came back and worked on Sunday. Then we worked on Monday. We're off today. But uh, no matter how much you prepare, you got to execute. You got to execute what you set out to do. We got to be. Um, thank you, Lord. <laughs> we 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 got to do better. We got to do better, and I'm pretty sure we will. Go ahead, Nikki. Hi, Coach. I'm just curious what uh, Shiloh and Shador's bye weeks looked like. Did you guys hang out together? What did you guys do? Yeah, we always hang out, but, you know, then they separate like they did out of the womb. <laughs> they, they're two different kids, man. They, they grew up in the same home with the two different kids, as well as Junior. Now, all of them are different. Um, I think they spent some time together, then they went to their own different destinations. Um, but they kept football at heart and in mind, and that's something I'm proud of uh, that they all do. And uh, we did a pretty good job of getting everybody back on time and getting everybody, everybody back on the field with the right work ethic. I'm proud of the young men, most of them. Hey, Coach, how are you? How you doing? I'm doing good. I like the beer. Thank you. Um, I'm curious what you spent the bye week thinking about. What, what was Everything. I don't stop thinking. That's my darn problem. That's why we can't rest as humans sometimes. we got to learn how to turn our mind off. And it's hard for me to, to shut this off because I, I enjoy it so much and I want to dominate it. So um, I'm pretty sure we, we reached out to parents, you know, of recruits as well as uh, a little bit of everything, man. I mean, talked to some players as well and talked to some coaches as, as, as well as, as what we're going to do when we get back and as well. But when I have time off, I, I compile a list that's, that's, that's crazy. I mean... It may be a 50-point list of things that we got to incorporate, things that we got to do. So I, I never stop, which is unfortunate for me, but I, I got to mix in some rest with that as well. Hey, Coach Tyler King with the Denver Gazette. A lot of teams around the country use the bye week to kind of do a, scout, a self-scout um, yeah. of their own team. Chris, have you guys did that? And yeah, we you did. You might that. have learned about your team throughout the bye week. Um, well, the, the coaches uh, had a task to pretty much give myself uh, analyzation of each player. So I got a it's got to report on each player and how they felt about each player, um, how they're helping us, can they help us in the future, and, and so forth. So that was tremendous. That was tremendous, uh, the assessment of each player and where we are right now. Tremendous. Hey, Coach, Jake Schoenos, DMVR. Uh, last, or I guess against Stanford, we saw Trevor Woods playing linebacker. I'm yeah. just curious what his role is moving forward. Trevor is a player, man. you get, you got to find a way to utilize him the best of his ability, his strengths, and, and, and keep him at the place where he could be uh, a force. Uh, he's smart, he's tough, he, he, he's physical, uh, he's an asset. So we gotta find a way to keep him on the field. And uh, that was one of the ways we found to keep him on the field. 
and he's smart as I don't know what. So he he's not only doing his job, he's helping other guys do theirs by keeping them straight, making sure they know what they're doing. More, go ahead, man. Coach, Matt Smith, 104.3 The Fan, kind of building off the bye week questions. Mm -hmm. When you had a chance to look back, mm -hmm. how did you... How do you feel that the season has gone so far compared to your expectations? My expectations are lofty. So you know darn well how the season's going with my expectations. It depends on your expectations. You can't mix my expectation and your expectation because they don't coincide. So you know what mine are. I, I know where I feel like we should be record-wise, and I know what we can accomplish. I just want to put it all together one game and give it to you and display it. When you looked at the Stanford film, since we haven't had a chance to speak to you mm -hmm. since then, was there a common theme that kind of stood out to you about maybe when things got snowballing, what, what ended up happening? What did you see from your perspective? Um, penalties. Penalties. Um, Self-inflicted penalties. But we did a whole synopsis over penalties for the whole season, each game, breakdown by game by game, breakdown. What are the most penalized groups? Um, what are the least penalized groups? What are the penalties? What do they consist of? Are they before the whistle, after the whistle type of penalties? So we know all of that. So we have we have addressed all of that and addressed the individuals that are consistently being penalized and uh, how we're going to improve that here on. We've addressed, we've addressed it tremendously, and you should see a tremendous improvement this Saturday. How do you coach discipline? Seems like that's discipline. No, discipline does not just start on the field. Discipline starts off the field, and they carry it on the field. A dude that's undisciplined off the field, he's going to be undisciplined on the field. You can't allow that, and that's something that we got to address. Because if you're late to this, you're pretty much going to be undisciplined with that. If you're not consistent in following your assignments and alignments in this. You're going to be inconsistent when everybody's sprinkled in the stadium of that. So inconsistencies are it's consistent with who makes those those mistakes. Hi, what? Coach. Miguel Herbst, the Independent. You posted on Twitter that you have to completely get out of your comfort zone and try something new. What can the players take away from that statement? I have no idea. What, when, I, when I post, it's, it's what, what, what God gives me. It's not... It's not for you or you or you. It's not like that. It's just something that comes up in my spirit that, that I've been doing this for during the 30 years. Um, every day, Monday through Friday. I'm off on weekends. So that that's what I normally do. So it's not uh, a personal uh, attack of someone or some group or some organization. It's just whatever comes in my spirit when I wake up. That's, that's where it derives from. I don't know what they could glean from that. I hope they glean something. I hope not only them, I hope we all, as a, as a people, glean something from that. Go Jimmy. Coach, Jimmy Sir Fox, 24-7 Sports. Y'all picked up quite a big uh, name in the quarterback world, uh, recruiting-wise, mm -hmm. over the bye week. How important is it to get the quarterback uh, when it comes to recruiting a class? Well, quarterbacks are uh, everything. You, you look at college football right now, and you look at the uh, consistent quarterbacks and you see consistency in the records and and you look at even even the Pac-12 you, you, you look at the quarterbacks um, all the teams that are winning the most um, that have been together for a multitude of years not just the first year in a team like us but they have a consistency at quarterback and that that's uh, tremendous so you want to get a young guy in 
that could preferably learn from your stud, you know, so he could emulate and imitate that and uh, go on and carry us to, to places that we hadn't gone before. But that kid is uh, tremendous, mother and father is tremendous, his family um, raised uh, with love and respect and a very admirable kid. I can't wait to get him in house and let's get to work with him. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna change the game in uh, several aspects. Time for two more, go ahead Ariel. So this happened about a week ago, but I haven't had a chance to talk to you yet. Saturday Night Live parodied you. Yeah. Um, how do you think Keenan did, and maybe who has done the best parody I'm a fan over, of, the, over, the, over the course of your career? I'm a fan of Keenan. Let's just get that straight. I, I love him. I love what he's brought to comedy over, what, over, it had to be over a couple of decades now, it seems as though. Um, I had the pleasure and the honor to, to host Saturday Night Live before, and I will never forget those moments. Um, but it was, it was, it was good. The person who I think has me down the most is, uh, what's his name? <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. No, no, I was, I, was, I was thinking between these two guys, but I got to give it to Lou Young. Lou, Lou, I hate to admit it, but Lou, Lou is good. Lou Young is really, really good. Shallow's eye. <laughs> Shallow's eye. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Good question. I think it was just a couple quick ones. First off, with Trevor playing linebacker now, what role does that leave for Juwan Mitchell? Like, what's his stats at this point? Um, he has to get it together off the field, not just on the field, off the field. That's it. And then another question is a linebacker you played with, Ken Norton, uh, with the 49ers. He's now coaching at UCLA. Uh -huh. uh, what are you seeing out of that defense that he's coaching out of this linebacker? Well, it's phenomenal. I mean, that defense that they feature is a pretty darn good unit, especially statistically. But it starts with the front four and those, that linebacker core. They get to the ball. They play just like their coach. They, they really do. So uh, I'm, I'm proud of Ken. I, I played with him for a year. He was phenomenal. He was one of the best. Uh, he and uh, Plummer, uh, other linebacker uh, that year, and I just have fond memories. I, 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 shoot, I don't know why he's not a head coach. I don't know if he's getting given. He's been given the opportunity, but I know he's been a coordinator before. I know he's been a myriad of things. Uh, to me, Ken Norton should be a head coach somewhere. He should. All right. Thanks, coach. What you got, baby? Who calls the Who calls the prank clips? Shador. Has he missed one yet? No. Uh, probably, probably not. Well, it's not that he missed. I mean, sometimes he don't get the call. The other team gets the call. But they, you know, they miss it. So we, we get the, the choice. We get the choice. It's ironic that we, I like the ball in the second half. I like to defer. I like the ball in the second half because usually, you know, you get the ball and take it down and score the second half. And you can do the statistics on that. Uh, oftentimes your team wins. So, but Shador has done a good job of that. I'm pretty sure he's not going to let anybody do that. He's been doing that for a long time now. Tails never fails. That's our secret. Thank you. God bless. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach.